Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another exciting episode here at Precious Predicament Blog Talk Radio. I know that today is a holiday, so many of you are perhaps off from work, hopefully, unless you have a job that's making you work today. And if you are at work, I hope that you are keeping cool because it is so hot today as it has been for probably about a month. And please make sure that you stay hydrated to avoid having a heat stroke or any other type of medical complication. Because like I said, this heat is out of control. And yet, many individuals have the nerve to say that we don't have an issue with global warming. Yet, our weather is so unpredictable it's crazy. I'm trying to send my friend a text message to let her know that I am on the air. Okay, I am here, but now on the radio, but now on the air. And now on the air. So to call in. If you're out there in Facebook land or on other other type of social media platforms where you can hear me, I want you to join myself and others as we're going to be talking about this very interesting topic. I'm trying to type in a number. If you want to call in on the show, give me a call at 516-387-1914, where today is one of those topics where even as we're celebrating Labor Day, Many individuals have worked very hard for the status that they have, the income that they have, and the lifestyle that they live. But yet when we talk about those that have worked hard, what about other individuals that perhaps may be perpetrating? And when we talk about perpetrating, you know, I was at an event with my neighbors for down the street for their um, wedding celebration, pre-wedding, and we were having a baseball game, and I told them, I can hit, but I know I can't run it. I hit the heck out that ball, but I had modesty run for me, so it was, you know, she felt like a triple off of it, but she did very good, so thank you, modesty, for the massages you give me on top of running for me during that baseball game. I appreciate it. So today's topic is entitled, Bougie Yet Broken. Now, bougie can be defined by many in a lot of different ways. Some view it as a lifestyle to which individuals hold themselves to a high standard and may be perceived as being snobby, and we call them snobs. Now, the Urban Dictionary defines such as pretending to be or thinking they are high class when they're really not. I was talking <laughs> to someone just a minutes ago to be bougie, because a bougie person don't have to be just a female, which is what we used to think when I was a kid growing up and we had family members and, you know, we they lived a certain way and my parents would always say something negative about them. And it wasn't that it should have been negative because, like I said, some people have earned the right to be where they are, and that's not a bad thing. But he told me he was called uppity. I said, ooh, I haven't heard that thought about that in a long time. So when we talk about these terms, I want to know what is your take on that. 
So let me log on my first caller. Let me log on in. I need. Ooh. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Perfect Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Number ended in four one. That must be me. That's me, um, Jeanette, I think. So this this Shanka. Yes, that is you, John. How are you doing? I'm good today. <laughs> you said today. Today we're not out at that park and we fighting with that that heat, so No. It's not. I'm not. I'm I'm indoors in the air and I'm gonna be honest, chilling out, not even getting dressed today for the holiday. I don't blame you because it is just too hot. Now, I want to thank you for joining me with this topic because this is a very interesting topic, especially considering that many of us are spending time with family members around, you know, having family reunions, birthdays, wedding celebrations, anniversaries. We got all kinds of stuff going on this time of year, and especially after summer is ending. But we all have those family members sometimes that, when you're around them, they may perhaps live a certain lifestyle. And that's not good nor bad because, you know what, we live in a time where we can do what we want, we can be who we want. But individuals and other individuals may have a certain perception of them. It's kind of like when Tyler Perry makes the movie The Have and The Have Not, and sometimes the have-nots don't like the haves or the haves don't like the have-nots, but yet we're all human beings and we all should be able to get along and coexist. I was at my family Amen. reunion and one Cousins was walking by with an umbrella, and the clowns came, and the clowns was doing their dance. And one of the clowns looked at her and said, hey, Beyonce. And I was like, that was just so mean. She didn't even hear them. She didn't even acknowledge because she didn't even know he was talking to her. But I know uh-huh. I've got some people in my family. We just take vain to a whole nother level. We just, I mean, it, it, it's always been like that, so we already know it. Mm-hmm. I asked my daughter, because yeah, exactly. I used to consider my daughter to be bougie when she was younger. And I've got bougie kids and bougie grandkids. So when it comes to <laughs> bougie-ness, your mind, Sean, because I know you're going to go there with your daughter. <laughs> well, I think that the bougie is just don't know how to just be real and comfortable. Uh-huh. You know, I'm 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 very mm-hmm. comfortable in my skin, so I actually I can be around anybody. Anybody mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm okay. I can, you know, I can maneuver with the um the bougie or or uppity I I'm gonna say. And then I can, you know, I can be fine with just everybody that's down to earth or ghetto or whatever. You know me. I'm kinda a chameleon. Mm-hmm. I can deal with anybody, but I think bougie is just a little bit up in your nose and hair, just don't know how to relax. That's just my perception. I'm not saying that's that's what it is, but that's the way I take it to be. You know, just just don't know how you to just no be comfortable and you not know how to react. Just chill out. Wow. Yeah. You know that is another way of of looking at it because I know, like I remember when I when I thought about when you called in and I thought about Sue your other cousins when y'all was growing up that would ride around in the Cadillacs yeah. and the, you know, and yeah. how their mother was, your mother, and how our parents yeah. had this term for individuals that live way beyond their means, way means. beyond their yeah. means. You know, and even when we talk about the, um, you know, Buju's defined as a lifestyle, 
of someone that they hold to them themselves to a higher standard and however may be perceived as snobby, and I talked about the Urban Dictionary, defines such as pretending to be or thinking yeah. that they are high class, but they really are not. Now, like I said, we all have mm-hmm. our own yeah. definition. However, they may see a person's glory, meaning we don't know what some individuals went. We don't know, you know, even with my own mother, she was bougie. But no one really knew how hard she worked, where she came from, how she tried to change her standards of living, how she mm-hmm. implemented certain things in me and my sisters to where they thought we was a certain way, but we really wasn't. And the thing is when we start thinking about that, is, and I indicated that they may see the person's glory, but they may not know that person's story. And that's why I put down today, broken, I mean, bougie yet broken, because we don't know mm-hmm. what people have been to get them to that attitude adjustment or where they are in life. You know, we got the lotto. I was telling Jerome, we got so many people scratching tickets. It's ridiculous. We went from trying to buy yeah. lottery tickets to become to hitting, I mean, to now scratchers. When we were on our way to mm-hmm. the baseball game yesterday and we were going through uh, right to the and I told him, I said, you know, Friday after next put um, Rancho Cucamonga on the map because nobody had even heard of Rancho Cucamonga before. But then people started moving from Compton to Moreno Valley, yeah. Rancho Cucamonga, to all of these cities, and they appeared to be bougie because they had the bigger houses, the nicer cars, but they had bills they had to pay. You know, some was able to maintain it and some was not. They were mm-hmm. not. So we talk about bringing them down back to earth. Where do you think that mindset comes from? You know what? I just don't know. I don't know because even when we think about all the people that have moved to these different areas, to be honest, well, I'm just going to speak for myself because I can't speak for everybody, but when I moved out of Compton, I moved to a cheaper place. And a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. that when you move to all these different areas. Now, I can't say about Rancho and all those, but, you know, um, when, where I moved up oh, to, the, place, the places were so much cheaper and bigger until you moved to these different areas. But then, like you said, people got to these places, and they got to thinking they were better than, you know, where they came from. And where we came from, we mm-hmm. spending a lot more money. You didn't come from anything mm-hmm. there. You got to a place where you can, that you can afford that just seemed to be a little bit bigger and better for it only because it was bigger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that mindset comes from that. You know, the perception of what you know of what you have opposed to what you had. That's I just think that's mm-hmm. where it comes from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like that. I, and I, you know I, what? It I, is I, a perception. It is definitely a perception because I remember when I left Compton and I moved to Oceanside and Kelly moved to Corona. Kelly was trying to talk me mm-hmm. to come into Corona, but I was I, I can't afford no $300,000 house. I'm a single parent with two kids, and I got to pay these bills by myself. You got a husband, I know. And so Amen. I went to Oceanside realizing Oceanside was just as expensive as Corona. You know, but I've been in yeah. Oceanside for the past 13 years. 
But when you look mm-hmm. at the neighborhoods at that time, certain neighborhoods look different than other neighborhoods. And so people's whole attitude and mindset change. But people don't realize how expensive it is to even live in Compton. It yes. is cheap living out here. And people that don't even see, realize that. They being, mm-hmm, being a ghetto and all that's of that stuff, it got... is far this house that uh, my family mm-hmm. home is over four hundred and some thousand dollars, but the house that I moved mm-hmm. to, that you can set this house into, out there in, um, in Riverside, was when I well, when I moved there was one hundred and ninety thousand. Mm-hmm. I'm looking different, but you know, know. I'm not, oh, another I'm... thing a lot of people don't know: those houses are cheaply made. So these houses oh, are sturdy yeah. and all that, even though they weigh too small. You're right. You're absolutely right. And people don't understand that. They don't know that. And it's basically mm-hmm. part of it is our ignorance. It's our attitude that needs to change. And when you start degrading mm-hmm. other individuals, sometimes that shows your brokenness. That definitely mm-hmm. shows your brokenness. And that's why when I was saying part of the show is not about just downgrading and talking about people that are bougie or have this mindset, but gaining a better understanding of where that mindset may have perhaps come from. How did you get mm-hmm. there? You know, how did you, get, you, you said, I don't want to live this certain way. I, I tell people, and I don't deny it, when I was growing up, I couldn't stand confidence. I realized that it wasn't Me the either. city, it was the people. I didn't like the depth. I didn't like the mindset. I didn't, I didn't like how there was no value of human life. That didn't make me bougie. Yeah. I wanted better. I wanted a higher education. I wanted to be, I earned yeah. what I got. I just, I yeah, didn't and, get no handouts. That's crazy that I, I used to hard. feel the same way. I used to feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I used to say I didn't want to raise my kids in Compton, which I didn't end up doing. But the things that I saw mm-hmm. in Compton and I ended up going to other places and saw just as bad, I saw that it just wasn't the place. It was the people. And as we tried right. to run away from the people, the people ran right with us. So oh, we didn't end up, so a, lot, a lot of us didn't get, you, you know, to a better place. They, they, they ran right along with us. That is true. Yeah. That is so true. So and we, we end up, it ended up being just as bad. Correct, correct. And with some individuals wind up coming back, some individuals stay the far. Some individuals will say that they will never come back. But, again, it was just a mindset of individuals. It wasn't just the city. Because I know when we were leaving on our way to the baseball game yesterday, I looked at, if I would have been in Oceanside, it probably would have took me almost two hours to get there. But because I came from Compton, it was a 30-minute drive. I'm like, Compton is Ooh, the so connection. To a lot of places. I, I thought it was going to take much longer than it did. I did, too. I, I did, too. And I was so shocked I got there so fast. Was, I never looked at <laughs> <laughs> He said, that's why I call it Hub City. You can get to wherever you got to go in a short amount of time, and that's why people are trying to get the city back, you yeah. know? And they're trying to get mm-hmm. it back because they know that it's an easier way to get to where they're trying to get to in a shorter amount of time. So that is so, so true. Now, I was trying to girl log on my thing onto uh, my LinkedIn account and everything. Go, why I can't remember these doggone 
accounts and emails and passwords and all of that other stuff. It's crazy. Now, I want other people to call in because, like I said, this is a topic to whether you consider yourself bougie, been called bougie, been called uppity. And like I said, that has nothing to do with when we were growing up, Sean, if we thought it was more just a female thing. It's not just females. Yes. We've got males, too. There are some yes, that are just bougie. You know, I think I've always said his name wrong. Can we say Kanye West or Kanye West? But you got men, even in the music industry, even models that just seem like they're just very, very, very uppity. Just they yeah. just like that, raised like that. You know, some individuals felt that they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Some individuals, they worked hard for what they got. It depends. It, it really depends. Because people come from all, walk, all walks of life. Now, what is, what's your take on that about bougie men? What's your take on that? Oh, bougie men. I'm trying to think of some that I know. And right now, right now I'm not thinking too many, but I'm just going to say it. I don't think uh, it looks uh, nice. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's a good look for me. I've got to send it to my uh, <laughs> send it to my god brother, Melvin. Melvin be having me crack it up. Melvin be like, Sis, you, know your boo- you know your brother bougie. You know your brother Bougie. Melvin always been there. <laughs> now, it's in, how do you become a And I'm just Googling this. And when we're talking about, when we talk about how do you become a Bougie man, a lot of times, again, it's the attitude, it's the dress, uh-huh. it's the lifestyle. They even have clothes that talks about um, Bougie. When my, and I'm going back to more my daughter. When my daughter went to... Um, on a trip with my cousins that are my age, and each of them was given a T-shirt. They gave T-shirt, T-shirt that said bougie. I said, ooh, <laughs> baby, you the bougie one. You know. <laughs> you what? Would you say you earned that? I didn't hear what you said, John. Oh, I didn't say that. that no. I was laughing oh, at you. Okay, I, didn't, you I didn't say anything. Oh, they did. They come it's up the phone breaking up a bit. That's what it is. Now, this is even what they, you know, this is just basically talking about how they look at it as aspiring to be a higher class than one is. And, you know, meaning middle, upper class, traditionally despised by communities, and it translates into a look. Now, even when we start talking about just the lifestyle, what is that lifestyle? Because, you know, people really can't even say what it really means. Because even though they started it off with a hip-hop slang for something um, luxurious and a lifestyle yet humble in character, they don't realize that when we talk about the bouginess, they don't understand sometimes the brokenness, feeling isolated, the feeling like, you know what, people – don't like me, they don't care for me, they don't, because people have their own perception of individuals, of a person that's bougie. So then it goes back to, is being bougie, is it bad or is it good? You know, and this is one of the things that they talk about. Sometimes when we look at bougie, we look at it from a negative perspective because people yeah. get talked about, get mistreated. There's a lot of people that got has a... Um, mm-hmm. What do you call it? A, a I'm just gonna say a bougie look, but um, like you're saying, it's not a bad thing. Sometimes 
because sometimes it just it, it is truly just a look. Um, I don't know if you remember, but a lot of people used to tell me that all the time when I was younger, and I just never understood why because they like they were saying, "Oh, until I start talking to you, I thought you was bougie, or not really bougie as they." Um, like, yeah, they used to call me bougie, and they was like, "Until I start mm-hmm. talking to you, I thought I, I thought that's what you were," and I'm like, "Well." What made you think that? And it was like your facial expression. I said, well, what did I look like? Mm-hmm. Everybody used to always say I smiled a lot. Uh, but, you know, I didn't talk a lot until we got older. So I was like, maybe mm-hmm. it's because I didn't talk a lot. I don't know. But they always said that about me. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Of course, I took it negatively. You know I did. But I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I was just quiet. I didn't think I was better than anybody. I was just quiet. I, I was every I was everybody's friend, you know, and I still, I'm mm-hmm. still that person to this day. I just speak more now, but yeah, they used to tell me that mm-hmm. a lot. So I was like, like I said, sometimes it, it's not as negative as it sounds. Sometimes it's just you know the way people look at you and think you know you're kind of unapproach unapproachable. Unapproachable. And then the reality is yeah. not. That is a good way of saying it is many individuals view it as unapproachable. Because if I compared or if I looked at me, Boogie, and Angel all growing up, growing up, which one would you have thought was the bougie one? And you can be honest. That's not your opinion. I would, I would I would just say you more than them because they was more you know no, they wasn't more outgoing. You were more well-rounded, I should say. Not, in, and I'm not saying that in a bad way about them, at, you know, either. But you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. um, you should I say focused? Can I say that focused? Mm-hmm. You was more focused That's than I was. All you guys were the same, but you were more focused. You know, um, mm-hmm. Angel. Angel was, was was having fun. And she was a baby, mm-hmm. so you know I'm sorry. The baby team I always have more fun, and that's judging from mm-hmm. my own girls. Courtney is Courtney is a fun one. Angel same way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bliss, Bliss more business wise, you know, going to work. But Whitney, it was more like you, more focused. And but Whitney still, you know, milk you know, more focused. But if you said it would have been me, that it would have been me. Uh-huh. I would say. It was my boogie. Boogie was the one with the makeup. Boogie was the one with the dress. Boogie would take her outfit and turn every, every bit of that. Different. But every bit of that. But huh? Courtney is that, too. I said, yes, yeah, she was. But mm-hmm. Courtney is that same way. And Courtney is the baby girl. But she's always been, even like that, even as a, uh, she wore all the style mm-hmm. of makeup she wear right now, she wore in school. You know, she can mm-hmm. make anything an outfit. So, yeah, but I still mm-hmm. don't think, I still don't call, we I don't look at them as, I, I don't look at them as a bougie one. My mother would buy us clothes, and my mother would come up to the school, and Boogie's outfit would not be what my mama bought by the time Boogie He made it look different, huh? He would have made it out of something else. Even what, it what different. Like that. And, and when it came what, to friends. like that. When it came to friends and socializing with people, she always thought that I had more friends than she did because people thought she was unapproachable. But I think that Boogie made a better friend than me and Angel did. Mm-hmm. 
Because I was too busy beating folks up. Yeah, see. Ain't doing her. And you know what? She was more of a loyal friend. And yet she was the you one know, that people thought that I did. And that's probably why I look, look at you guys differently because, you know, I never saw Boogie in school. I mm-hmm. think because of my age. Only, I only ever went yeah. to school with you, and I knew more about Angel because Angel hung out with all of the young ones on this end because mm-hmm. uh, everybody's younger than my, myself, even you. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Um, I never knew Boogie in school. That's crazy. Yeah. Now Damon did. Even in her, her whole personality and demeanor was totally different from me and um, Angel. And it was crazy because I never thought that they thought I was bougie, but they always thought I was smart. They always thought. That's what I'm saying. You, that's what I'm saying. Different. You was always focused. I mean, mm-hmm. all of you got all, well, of because you, I'm, I mean, all three girls. All three of you guys were really focused in school, but you were very focused. You really oh, were. You God. really was about your, you know, doing what you were supposed to do in school. And I mean, Whitney, the spitting image of you, my, um, I, you know, my mm-hmm. oldest one, spitting image. Mm-hmm. But they still look at Whitney. Well, like I'm gonna be honest. I do, and I didn't care what nobody thought. I didn't care what other people's perception was, and I just made sure that I stayed away from the other stuff. I was never one that felt that I had to try to fit in. I was never one that tried to be a part of the crowd. I had more of a leadership, but the thing was, mm-hmm. when it came to all of that dress and style and all of that facade, no, I was more that was more down to earth. I was more authentic, you know, so I didn't feel the need to be bougie. I didn't feel the need. But then, then once I got to a certain part of life, then people really thought, well, she got this, she got that, she got this, this, and it had nothing to do with anything. And like I said, that's why sometimes we talk about bouginess. People people will see your glory but not know your story. Mm-hmm. They don't know how you got to where you are. And, see, I don't have to pretend. That I don't do. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I do not have to pretend. My stepfather, Fish, used to tell me, they start telling them how many bills you got. Start telling them they'll leave you alone. But as long as they think you got it like that, they're going to keep wanting you to give it to them. So that's You know, people do look at you differently. Have you ever noticed that sometimes even your kids look at, look at you in a different way? Um, I know. Well, I, I've had one of my daughters, might be more than one, to say, well, you was popular in school. And I'm like, no, I wasn't. I was like, what made you think that? Uh-huh. Well, because you got friends all over now. I said, I, I, yeah, I guess I've always had friends, but. That didn't make me popular. I wasn't popular in school. I was just me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I told them, I was probably one of the quieter ones in our neighborhood when it when it came to being mm-hmm. in school. But that, that, that even your kids sometimes perceive, perceive you in a, di- a different way. You know, different mm-hmm. because, um, you know, because I'm always the one doing all the events and together and getting us all together. They just assumed that I was that same person in school, but I wasn't. Mhm. And they didn't know. Well, that. see, my thing was this, Sean. I mean, I'm not going to punish myself because I'm at a place of life where I can do what I want, buy what I want, mm-hmm. go where I want. Say go where mm-hmm. I want. I do need to renew my past. But I'm not going to punish myself for that. I'm not going to deny who God has created me to be 
because favor is not always fair. I don't turn my hands up to people. I'm not a up. If anybody asks me for something, if I could do it, I will, you know, but I'm not going to let anybody just abuse me and manipulate me or just when I got owe them something. I'm not going to do that because I don't need to. So sometimes we talk about this attitude. Does anybody ever perceive you as bougie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They do. Really? They do. Mm-hmm. But it's people that they don't do. really know you. Just a lot of people don't really, don't really know, know me. Because, but, but <laughs> a lot know, of people just, don't you know, know me. Because this thing, okay, let me, let me break it down to you. Let me, let me break it down to you, Sean. Now, you asked me that question. Do people see me as uh-huh. Gucci? Now, uh-huh. you take me. I, I have houses. I own two corporations. I, I have five uh-huh. locations. Now I got four. COVID hit. Uh-huh. I just get to work from home. I don't go to the office. Yeah. I put all but one building, and that's because the people sold the building. Uh, I got a Mercedes, and when uh-huh. the Mercedes was getting too small, I went by me a Cadillac. So yeah, well, I can. Because I, you know, I guess yeah. I didn't pay that much attention because I know you. Correct, so correct. you know that that's for our age of going into retirement. I retired uh-huh. at thirty three. My mother was pissed. Yeah, my mother, she, I retired before my mother retired. Yeah, you retired. You retired like Sue. See, Sue, you know, Sue retired at I want to say it's thirty five. It might because it's not thirty. But I think it's thirty five because mm-hmm. she. No, no, I'm sorry. No, she did not. She retired at fifty five. But she worked mm-hmm. at her no, um, at one job for over 33 years. That's yeah, what I retired at 33. But she I've been worked the owner. Yes, I've been the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction for almost 16 years. And I've been the owner mm-hmm. of J.A. Precious Eat for almost 12 years. So I paid my dues. So if people mm-hmm. want to think of me as being big, as uppity, I'm not uppity. I'm not bougie. When people ask me to go somewhere, I do it. I show up. I do. Yeah. Now my daughter, you know, I get on my phone or whatever. But I've never been. I've never been like that. Never. I still have some childhood friends. We may not see each other every day, but even when I went to yeah. the book reunion and with Lorana Pittman, I've been on this since I was five years old. If they call me, hey Jeanette, we do. Uh, Jeanette is there. Now, I know people yeah, you that do. we grew up with the same street. If you see them, they will cross the street, so they won't even speak to you. So they won't have to speak yeah, to you. Yeah, well, you know that. It's that. always been, to be honest, it's always been like that with me here. I, I, well, I don't know. You probably did know that, but you know, it's a lot of people that feel that way about me. But it's mm-hmm. literally, it's just, you know, I don't care. You know I don't care about that at all. It's it's nothing nothing that you about you. This is the thing that gets me is when family members start. It's one thing for people you went to school with or people in the community to see you one way. But I will say this. I will say this, Sean. Some individuals may have their perception of me, but I never disrespect me. And they right. respect me because I respect them, and they respect me because I respect myself. So even if they see me as bougie or whatever the case may be, they can't say that they asked me for something and I told them no. They can't say that they 
ask me to participate, and I turn my nose up because I never have. So those are no, things can't say anything bad about me. Now, if they want to talk about things, people are going to beat up and fall. Yeah, I did all that. I ain't going to lie about that. But by the same mm-hmm. token, that's their perception, and I can't do anything about nobody's perception. The sad part about it is when it hits your family. When your family starts seeing people as that way, and that's why some people isolate themselves from other people. So when we start talking mm-hmm. about bougie yet broken, some individuals, like you said, it's a pretend, it's a facade, it's a fake. Yeah. It's one where a person is a pretender. When your daughter and I was talking about this show topic yesterday, she brought up uh-huh. bougie or broke. I didn't want to go there in regards to bougie, but bro, people can do a whole lot with a little. So when we're talking about yeah. even being bougie and broke, it's still a mindset. It's an attitude adjustment. It's a way a person perceives themselves. So there are individuals that have um, Lexuses and Jaguars, and you live in an apartment. It's like, really? Yeah. You know, about the amount of money that people pay for rent, you need to have ownership. You need to own yourself. We've got to change our mindset. We have to learn how to be better stewards with our finances. We have to mm-hmm. learn how to do that. So if you earned your bougie, if you've got your title and wear it well. But we've got people that are Amen. broken. They're lonely. They feel alone. They felt but you know, I know, but, but I, you know, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people. That um, you would, I mean, with really pretty good jobs. I mean, you know, you know, not in their own at all. And I mean, I'm saying mm-hmm. as much as you know, rooming with people. And I'm like, I know good and well they can have their own. And like, oh, Sean, how you do it? I pay bills, and we know we right. everybody know my story. My, you know, the health wise and everything. If I can sit mm-hmm. here and pay my bills. Just me, I'm sorry, a lot more people mm-hmm. can do that. And I, I, mm-hmm. I'm like, why do, you, why do you not have your own? It's a, it's, I mean, maybe there is a good reason, because I don't know. But I just, it, it troubles me because I, I don't get it. I mean, they job, I, y'all this know. Is one of the things, you know my whole story, financial things. and everything. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that I've seen, Sean. A lot of individuals are afraid of responsibility. A lot of individuals have a sense of entitlement, and they think that people owe them something. A lot of individuals view bougie-ness as a way to get other people to see them. So it's like we used to call them gold diggers. We used to have names for individuals that would live a certain lifestyle but be broke broke as a joke. Because, honey, like I said, you can look at my son he looked like he worth a million dollars. If I saw somebody like my son mm-hmm. walking down the street, going out front room, be like, "Yo, you ain't me." <laughs> you look like you bumming. Really? You can't even afford your cigarettes. You know, you don't need to. You, you know, it's, it's yeah. crazy. My point is, yeah. we're talking about these individuals. Is that that brokenness sometimes? So, like I said, I didn't want to talk about bougie, but broke. But sometimes individuals don't want the responsibility. Sometimes individuals, if they weren't taught that way. I remember talking to a lady mm-hmm. one time. She had a good job, was making good money, and the the place she was renting, they were selling it. And she was like, well, maybe I'll just go live in a project. 
You got to get out that project mentality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a mentality. It's a mentality. So I'm looking at an article, and it talks about defining bougie, the lifestyle, and the mindset. And the one thing they said is there are different kinds of variations of the word bougie. Different. The term often holds a negative connotation and tone and actually hated that it's one to be considered the bougie one. Now, it seems like individuals being talked down on because they didn't have to do some things that they did or going to the Hamptons. Sometimes individuals change their looks, their style. They, they do all kind of stuff to keep that lifestyle up. Individuals have always thought of being bougie, what they meant was gave off a snobbish energy or that they thought that such right things were beneath them. Now, this was talked about when they grew up with a mostly blue-collar working lifestyle of adults, bougie has been labeled since before they could remember. Siblings will call them bougie, all five of them, but if they grew up in the same neighborhood as everyone else, how could they be the bougie one? Now, what they go into, and they talk about the definition and all of that stuff, and the bougie families were the highest status, both in income and social, but not quite high class. Now, they talk about even with the revolution and the 1600s and things of that nature, like I said, we look at things from the past. So when we start talking about things, we said it's setting boundaries of being weary of aunties, you know, certain things, and bougie, so it be. Now, it says, I have high expectations for everyone around me. So it's not that you want to put people down. Sometimes you want to lift people up. But even as you lift yeah. people up, Sean, everybody don't want to come up with you. Everybody don't want to be around you. And sometimes people mm-hmm. like to put you down just because you have. They be mad at you. I learned a long time ago. I'm going to be a B if I do it. I'm going to be a B if I don't. So I might as well just be that B for not doing it. Because I realize I can't help everybody. So I realize that everybody don't want my help. When I started yeah. doing good financially, my mother told me, baby, you are not God. And I didn't know what she meant. Because I was trying to bring up friends, family. And they still did not like me. I remember one time my auntie told me, um, I saw something she had wrote down. I had a staff meeting. She wrote something down. And I was like, I thought she was siding with my coworkers. And I was like, but you my auntie. My auntie told me, you still the boss. So nobody likes the boss. Oh, wow. Said, but, you know, I guess that's true. You know, not in that a bad so way, but you got, I guess it's true. The boss. I, I, had boss, I, had, I had to accept it. End of the day. I was still the boss. So their yeah, perception of me. The bosses always saw well, a different light or a different level. That's the truth. I know. I know. I, but that taught me a lot. That really taught me a lot. So when I started, I had got to the point where I had to stop hiring friends and families and people that knew me. So i got to do some hiring now. But I'm not going to tell people I own the company. If they find it out, and I know you can find out whatever you want on the Internet, I'm not going to say anything because they have a different perception of me when they find that out. And so it makes you wonder if the person that they consider bougie the one with the problem or is it the person that's considering the person bougie, are they the one with the problem? 
That's I'm so sorry. I, I, I couldn't. I, I broke up, and I think it's my phone. Is the person that they're considering to be bougie? Is that the person with the issue, or is the person that with the issue the person that's considering the other person to be bougie? Oh, you know, can we go both ways on that? Because sometimes yeah, you can. Sometimes it can be the person, and sometimes it can be the person that that's seeing the other person that, in that manner. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. still a perception. Either way, mm-hmm. I, I mean, because you know we've experienced it both ways. Because like I told you, mm-hmm. people perceive me in that way, and I'm not, and I've never been. I mean it. And you know, unless I'm that I'm unless it's me and I'm not seeing it, um, you know, I'm, I just don't feel like I'm that bougie person, or I don't think I'm the bougie person in the in my definition. But when you look mm-hmm. at it in a different way, other people look at it. Oh, I don't like her; she's bougie. When you look in that way, sometimes it's that person that's feeling that way, and it's mm-hmm. not the person that they they think is bougie. It's just the fact that right. you don't like that person. So you want to see them in that light. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even when somebody is telling us or thinking that we're bougie, they don't mean it in a negative way either sometimes. You know, it could can, it can still go mm-hmm. both ways. But just mm-hmm. because they see you in, yeah. that, in that manner and, and you know, oh, you're so bougie, sometimes they, they're still saying it in a good way, not always mm-hmm. a bad way, you know. So, so I think it's we were putting, both. you have girls, Sean, and I don't know, and they, they probably, I know they had it in Compton, but we were, I know I wasn't part of it. But when I was growing up, I saw and I had, I've known individuals that were part of a deputant. You know, the girls were part of status, um, a social, it was a social thing where their daughters were deputants or participated as a deputant. You know, they had the guys that, you know, had certain status or family were certain people in the community that they would have their sons um, escort their daughters to the deputant ball and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think this stuff started, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, and most of the time, kids that were smart in school, kids that, you know, that they thought looked different or better or were cute or whatever the case may be because, mm-hmm. you know, beauty has no look. You know, what you make and well beautiful breaded, may be you know what I mean? Yeah. But now when well I bred it in the way society, that you each those the way they, those kids were taught to carry themselves, correct. to dress, uh, to speak, you know, that all, even to eat, you know. See, that's and why I, I thought my mother was there saying, she would make us, our posture had to be a certain way. We had to walk a certain yeah. way. I just rebelled. I was like, I ain't got any time to be looking all like that. Yeah. But yet she but never signed us up for any time, whatever like that, because I know a lot of people didn't care for my mother. So we never signed up, me and my sister, for any balls and stuff like that. But I know some females that have done that and been through that process. But I don't, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's one of, I remember you back on, um, I, to... I believe that we all have that little bit of bouginess in us when we get mm-hmm. dressed and go into a formal affair. 
We can't get a bill of bougie then, don't you think so? Well, you're supposed to. You're supposed to be looking good and you want to show your Sunday best and do it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. I don't think that's the negative part. I think that's just different places, different things, different, you know, different you get, you know how to act in different affairs, different environments, you know, different affairs. I'm, you're supposed I'm to carry yourself in a different place. I'm going to take you to a place, Sean, to make you think. Do you know where I've seen the most bougiest people in church? Where? Oh, God, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. In church, you will find all kind of bougie people in the church. You know, they dressing up in their Sunday's beds and, you know, pulling up in a nice car because they just probably just washed on Saturday. You got to get your hair done a certain way, your clothes. People don't even go to church like they used to, dress like they used to. But you would mm-hmm. run. That was the time for you to feel important. That was the Let time for you what a lady to did. Represent. Let me tell you what a lady Correct. did um, at my church that I go to to, to, to this day. Um, Whitney's daughter. You know, they're tall, and you know they're very, they're extremely tall. So um, um, mm-hmm. she had to be maybe 11, and she could have been younger. I don't know. I just can't remember, but she was very young. And she came out here to visit me and went to church with me that Sunday, and she had a little summer dress on. And, you know, summer dresses have the um, the little straps that maybe you tie on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And we walk in the church, and, um, you know, an older lady, she's like, oh, this is your granddaughter. Oh, it's nice to meet you. And this, this, this. And she was like, but next time, understand that ladies come to church with their um, arms covered up. You need to wear a cover-up. And I said, mm-hmm. well, thank you. It's only, I believe she was 10. But, you know, she's very tall. She was mm-hmm. taller than me at that age. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought she was all of no. She's just tall. But she's still a baby. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, know it's so okay. You see it a lot. I remember one time, and it was no disrespect, but there was a, a oh, God, there was a dress shop on Wilmington on 120th that my mother would go buy her clothes from. And it wasn't that expensive, but I would go in there and go spend $800 on clothes, on dresses. And I would go to church, and I've never been vain. I never curled. One day I was in church, I had on mismatched shoes. I didn't realize I put on the wrong shoes. One had diamonds, the other one had squares. I, I didn't even know until I stood up. I said, oh, Lord, I put on the wrong shoes, mismatched gold shoes. But I remember my pastor's wife came to me one day and told me, baby, you need to have on a slip. I looked at her like, how dare you tell me? But I was respectful. I was very respectful. So what I did, I asked her what size did she wear. I went and bought her a dress. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I went and bought the brother to church. You want to talk about my clothes? Let me go buy you a dress where I get mine from. You know, and now people go to church dressed differently. But that's where I started seeing a lot of the attitude, the bougie the, 
You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's sad. It's very sad. But that brokenness, sometimes we miss the person may be hurt, the person may be abused, the person may have yeah. went through some things, the person may be unhappy, period. The person may be hiding behind all of that stuff because it gives them power to feel like they're above someone or they're meeting a status quo. Because when we talk about self-esteem and we talk about self-worth, that is how you feel about yourself. So if a person has to classify themselves to be bougie and they're hiding behind something, you need to look in the mirror and figure out where your pain is coming from and where you may be misappropriating or indirectly directing your pain onto someone else. Now, if you want to, I mean, I've been to church, Sean, and there have been women that have looked at me and said, baby, I love that dress. Can I have that dress? I will go back to church the next week and give them the dress I had on. I'm not proud of that, you know, because I knew where I would get my clothes from, and I hated that they freaking closed that store down, too. It was called, I think it was London Fashion. But some people love for me to come to town, because whenever I came to Compton, I would be buying up some dresses. <laughs> there are dresses in their pants and their jumpsuits. I love that store. Do you know which one I'm talking about? It was right next to Food for Less. Rainbow. Okay, Shana disappeared. Rainbow. Uh, Rainbow. I'm here. That was, was me. Rainbow. Not Rainbow. Rainbow. Okay, I just know it was right next to the Food for Less. Oh, well, no, my mother on the other side. On the other side of the left, it was a London fashion. Right? Okay. My my phone might be messing up. London fashion. It was London. London. But I love their dresses. They would, and and whenever they would get new style, they would call me, Miss Jeanette, we got some new fashion. We got some new clothes. We got some. Girl, I show up, drive down here, and buy up practically everything I could find in different colors and everything. So I used like to I, said, um, I used to get my um, I used to get my African attire in there. Okay. You know, for the, for Black okay. History Month, I used, for, for church I would use mm-hmm. I used to get my um, African attires in there. And you know, I, I'm gonna be honest. Since I moved and came back, I'm just realizing that they wasn't there anymore. I didn't even notice that until you start talking about it right now. Um, yeah, because I was looking for that church. I mean, looking for the, that store. Even though, like I said, most people don't go to church like dressed up like they used to back in the day, that's no, where I saw that bougie is coming from with a lot of times people yeah. in the church. I saw it. And yet uh, many individuals that were bougie had broken spirits, had broken hearts, had experienced some things in life to where they didn't want to go back or they didn't want people to know where they came from. And they denied it and they hide it and they'll belittle and they'll put down other people. But you can't take all of that to you when you, with you when you transition. So we got to do better with addressing the deep-rooted issue behind it. Hey, Cousin Teresa, I see my cousin Teresa just logged on on Facebook live, and we're talking about bougie yet broke it. So, Ms. Teresa, if you want to call in, give us a call at 516-387-1914. Because, like I said, 
we have family members that do better, family members that live differently, it's not that they're considered bougie. They earn what they got. They work for what they got. And sometimes it's the attitude and the perception of other people, and that's really not bringing them down. Sometimes it's giving them a compliment. But by that same token, if you're hiding behind something, if you live in a lifestyle and you know you can't afford it, or you live in this lifestyle and you constantly borrowing from other people, that's a problem. That is definitely a problem, you know, Sean, because sometimes people start it, but they can't keep it up. And that's a whole other issue. You done moved out there in the woods, and you didn't realize how high your property taxes was going to be. <laughs> that's the problem to know as we talk about um, bougie yet broken. Well, I just feel like we, have, we both have a lot. We, we have both in us. That's, uh, that's the way I feel about it. We have a little bit mm-hmm. of bougie in, a, in us all, and just know when to use it. You know what I mean? Just know mm-hmm. when to use it. Use it in the in the formal uh, places, and when we go into the formal affairs. Okay, baby. And um, learn that you um, you can just be yourself and and at all times, so to wear your bougie in the formal in the formal affair. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joanne, That's I it. see you, Joanne. I, I see some of my church friends that clicked in. Joanne, Joanne, we're talking about bougie and broken. You know, and the thing is, I hear what you're saying, Sean, there's a time and there's a place for everything. And it doesn't yeah. mean that you got to put people down or down on other visuals because you no. have and they may. And like I said, the part of that is people's brokenness. Now, I'm looking at this article, and it's called The Roots. It says, 10 signs you might be bougie. And we've seen them on TV. We've seen them, you know, um, different ethnicities. We've seen it. Or perhaps, like I said, we can be, part of it can be us, that they talk about in regards to, you know, if you're bougie. Your fitness life is on, yeah. I got to sign off. I have some company. But I, I, yeah, but I didn't oh, know no. just signed out. I didn't just want to disconnect. Oh, no problem. I have company, no but problem. I enjoyed the show, and um, I'll talk to you. Thank you. I thank you for joining in with me. I appreciate it. Okay? Thank you. Thank All you right. for inviting me. Okay. Oh, no problem. Your fitness life is on fleek. Now, it says you don't do gyms, but to you, they're so possible. Like, I'm not going to be around all these people. You know, but you may have your own gym. You traded your in your gym membership years ago, and you go to exclusive um, athletic clubs that provide unlimited tile services and a host of their own farmer's market on Wednesday mornings, and your Saturday mornings make the system of a round, a round of golf or tennis. When I was reading this, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about my daughter. When it goes to, when we went to go to the spa for her birthday, it was it was on point. It really call it what you want, bougie if you want to, but it was really nice and I do plan on going back. It was really nice. The second one, you give your kids resumes appropriate names. Now when we start talking about the names, you name of Bryce, Madison, Princeton, you know, those are some of the names that people give their kids when you kinda bougie. You travel like the Kennedy. And I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with that, 
because you should be able to go wherever you want to go, and it is good to travel and explore other countries, other states, places. Don't feel that you got to be in a box. But your winter in Aspen and summers at Martha Vineyard, you refer to as the vineyard. And if anyone knows you, they know what you're referring to. You may or you may not see because you may not want to bear the cold. You may decide to stay in a resort. You know, it's a lifestyle thing. The second one is you hire a black nanny. Now, I don't know if there's that many black nannies around because even black grannies don't be wanting to babysit sometimes. So they say you're bougie. When you're sick, you go hire you a black nanny. You love your kids and you love being with them, but you hire a nanny because you either work or you need extra help or you're a full-time um, person that has to do a lot of for your job. I'm not going to say that there's nothing wrong with hiring a nanny. You've got to balance that out sometimes. When your nanny... When your kids walk up and call your nanny mommy or your kids get too close to the nanny that they forgot about you, that's a problem. You have non-traditional villages. You hide behind the law. You constantly thank Jesus for one. You're always in Purcell, proud members of Jack and Jill, you have participated in the cotillions or the patillions. Some of us may not even know what that is. Those are some of the things that they list to show that there are signs that you may be bougie. Now, we only have a minute left in the show. And like I said, and today's topic was entitled Bougie Yet Broken. And part of it is be authentic. You owned it. If you work hard, you play hard, you can live hard. It's up to you. My thing is, just don't take it out on other people because there are some individuals that my mother, and I like this a long time ago, when a person is rich, they're not going to tell you that they're rich. They don't have to drive expensive cars. They don't have to live a certain lifestyle because they know what they got and they know their worth. It's when you don't know or when you're conflicted that you're living ghetto rich, ghetto fabulous, you can be bougie and broke, bougie and broken, bougie and hurt. But you don't have to be because there is a way. Look in that mirror. Acknowledge what you see. If you want to do better, do better. You don't have to stay financially broke because being bougie is not just about finances. It's a lifestyle. It's the way you look. We used to call people gold diggers. We used to call people, you know, um, individuals that are chasing and trying to live a certain lifestyle they can't afford. Don't do that. Stay within your means, but always set goals. And make yourself a priority. Take care of yourself. So I want to thank you for joining in on the show, tuning in to the show. As today we talked about Fuji Yet Broken. And if you are broken, because I've known individuals that even go into therapy or even seeking pastoral counseling, sometimes they try to hide behind who they are, hide behind what they got, hide behind their family's name. That's not going to help you become authentic. So you can seek counseling if it's creating anxiety in your life, if you find that you're isolating yourself from others, 
if you feel that you have no friends, if you feel that you are having um, you're avoiding individuals or you have an unsecure attachment and you have meaningless relationships, sometimes you got to work on yourself. You have to be the one to take that leap of faith because it's very lonely on the top. Like I said, you can't bring everybody up there with you, but that don't mean that they're meant to be there with you. But know who you are and who you are. So, again, I want to thank you. Tomorrow I want to talk about favor, the favor of God, because favor is not fair. But by that same token, sometimes we start talking about being a blessing or being blessed. What are you doing with your blessing? Do you acknowledge God for the favor that he's put upon your, stored upon your life? So, again, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me at Precious Ridiculous Blog Talk Radio. Until tomorrow, please stay hydrated. You can tell I'm not bougie because I'm drinking um, just regular purified water. But I can't take my pinky out because my mama taught me how to do that. So, so, again, thank you for joining me. Take care. Stay cool. Stay hydrated. Stay blessed. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.